Welcome back to Life After High School, everybody. My name is Glenn Younger-Gorse, and each week I look to bring you an impactful guest, message, story, and lesson to help you reach your wildest goals. Thank you for hanging out with me today, and let the show begin. It's the Life After High School podcast. Do you want extra cash, or do you have any old furniture or any regretful purchases that you've made in the past and you wish you may have not spent the money on it at the time, and you don't want to completely be in the hole for it? So... Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace, these are the perfect spots. Today, I will dive into the best strategies I've found for selling and making a little bit of extra money on both Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace. I wanna put a disclaimer first and foremost before we really dive into the details and the minutia of this video is, so this is from my own experience and by no means have I made like millions of dollars on either of these apps or websites. However, I've made a handful of like couple thousand dollars, few thousand dollars um, on Kijiji, whether it be selling services or selling like a couple items. So I probably made closer to about five grand um, through my like couple, like one or two years, two, three years of using it. And I made not nearly as much because I don't push anything as hard and I'll get into why on uh, Marketplace, um, but I've probably made a few hundred bucks, like five, 600 bucks total on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, now, not bad. But some things I do want you to think about, uh, we'll dive into. So some of the following are, um, you can rank sellers on Kijiji, but every conversation is private and there's no comments on the uh, allowed on the posts. So it's not how Facebook Marketplace has an open form and you're allowed to see a handful of different comments from other people, whether, like, and there's no discretion and there's no discretion on those um, comments as well. So people can realistically say whatever they want, whether it's true about the product or not. So everybody could see that as well. Now, it also depends on what you're selling before you decide what you want to sell. It does depend on what you're selling before you decide where you're gonna sell it. So selling services, I've sold in the sense of like some property maintenance or I've sold like um, a lot of lawn care, like lawn care landscaping maintenance um, over a couple summers just to make extra cash when COVID was really bad and gas went above 185. I was like, okay, that's a little, that's a little nuts. Um, so I decided to make extra cash, just literally offset the cost of gas and it actually ended up helping tenfold as well. So what happens is selling service and like selling any mechanical stuff will sell better from my experience has sold will sell better on Kijiji than on Facebook marketplace. I just think the photos, the way it's laid out and the way the app is kind of designed, uh, there's a better, there's better features for jobs. There's better features for services. There's better features for like categories and stuff. Like the app is specifically focused on Kijiji for like a selling, product or a service app or secondhand stuff like that and I believe it cuts all the way through the nitty-gritty of like what Facebook has where Facebook has this giant platform where they're doing games they're doing like marketplace they're doing gambling they're doing dating they're like trying to be in every single pot and that's what makes their uh, like Facebook marketplace kind of like lame like it's not up to par, there's not nearly as much 
into it. You can kind of gauge a couple of prices. You can gauge location on stuff and you can search and in the browse. But other than that, you can't really, you can't really do much. You're pretty like fixed on what you could do. Um, now I found furniture gets way more activity and better hits and sells faster when you sell it on marketplace. I think there's a lot more furniture, whether it be couches, TV stands, desks, chairs, couches, I said that are very, very higher in value on Marketplace, I believe, than on Kijiji. I feel people go to Kijiji because they're looking for something very specific, whereas Marketplace people kind of just browse and see. Whereas if I'm going on Kijiji or people, friends of mine who I know go on Kijiji, they go and look for one thing and they kind of just don't really bother on Marketplace. They're more trades, working class, like blue collar type of people who I know who often are like, yeah, if you go on Kijiji, you look for this. It's like they're looking for a specific thing. They'll like, they'll find boat kits and stuff. They'll find quads. They'll find uh, like um, certain hire, hiring committees or people looking for work. And they go on and look on Kijiji, not so much Marketplace. I also don't really trust per se anything Facebook related. Um, simply just my experiences, just people, I've heard a lot more issues with people showing up and like getting robbed or issues happening with Marketplace than I have with Kijiji. So that's where I get that, uh, that's where I make that decision. And one thing I will say that you'll have to deal with no matter what, like full transparency, no matter what app or website you're on, even if it's not a Kijiji or a Marketplace, you have to deal with people failing to communicate with you. That will always be an issue. The type of people that look to buy things often or buy things like cheap furniture and stuff on Marketplace and Kijiji are sometimes the people who are like slow in traffic or aren't aware that the lights turn green yet. Or they're the type of people, and you know these people that are sitting and standing in the line of 13 at the gas station buying 74 different lottery tickets. Those are the type of people that don't communicate over Facebook Marketplace or even read your ad because they're asking questions like, how much is it? I'm like, you know the price is listed right next to the name and the photo that you clicked on. So how people miss certain things like that, I don't know. But no matter what, this will happen. People will bail um, and they won't read everything and they won't show up sometimes. They'll message you and say, hey, yeah, I'm on my way and then literally never arrive and then just delete the conversation. Um, it's unfortunate and it is the risk. But what some people don't know, if you're not familiar with how business works, dealing with clients and stuff like that, this is how business runs. That is the unfortunate cost of doing business. People don't show up, people flake out, and you have to bargain with people who don't like the price you've set and stuff like that. And you're kind of stuck if you're in a position where you need the extra money and then you're kind of like, do I stand or do I rest on my morals and not lower my price or do I just sell out for that $50 on the item I listed for 80 because somebody wanted to push back a little bit. Now, the thing I found and um, it's very, very interesting. I know a handful of people who do different strategies. What um, I'm not gonna say my strategy for things because I still use these. Well, 
more so Kijiji, but I still use these uh, websites or apps. But a lot of people I know will be like, no, $80. Oh, that's too expensive. Well, look for something else. Like, great, on to the next one. So if you're selling, say for example, like a motorcycle, I'd recommend selling it on market, uh, not marketplace, sorry, but Kijiji. I would sell a motorcycle on Kijiji. Um, I did that. Um, I've got a lot more hits. It's easy to send photos. It's a better back and forth. And if you have it linked with your email, I got a email notification when the Kijiji conversation kept going. So that was really helpful. And you can put up information without it like being too public and then you can just delete things a lot easier. And then when the ad comes down, the conversation comes down as well. So that was really, really cool. Now, if you're selling a kitchen table set or a desk and a chair, I'd probably be looking to sell that on Marketplace. You know, people are often like looking or they're sitting on their laptops or scrolling sometimes and just want to know what's out there. They might be like, oh, interesting. You know, we've been in the market for something like that or something like this. Now, make sure, I will say this, as a seller, make sure your descriptions are clear and concise. And one thing I've noticed that's really made a difference is if you want to have a good, good product selling, I mean, secondhand, right, but still, or lightly used, but if you're selling something, don't like hold back important information. Like if you, if the battery of your motorcycle does not work, put in that the battery might not work. Put in that it doesn't work. Let people know. Cause some people will drive like two and a half hours if they think they're getting a vehicle that can save them five grand or they're getting a vehicle that looks it. Don't make it out to be too good, be too good to be true. Because the more people who do things and crap like that and don't communicate that way properly in their descriptions often have an issue with the seller, but also are the reason that these apps and websites have a really bad, uh, sometimes get a really bad rep. Because if you don't, this allows everybody to make short, vague descriptions. And then we all waste time and then everybody has a bad, um, bad experience with the website or the app. Um, do your research on the prices. So if I have something and it's brand new, and I want to sell, or brand new, sorry, and it sells for $400. And I've used it for a year. It's lightly used, still in good shape. I might not sell for $400. I'm not going to list it for $350 either. I might be like, oh, list it for three, but know in your mind that you might be going down to $250. But like, yeah, no less than $250. So if somebody negotiates, you can kind of push back a little bit. You know, you have that uh, breathing room. And one thing I've noticed too is don't lowball yourself, but don't stiff other people. Like if something where the research, this is, excuse me, this is where the, I think the research comes in handy is if you're trying to sell an end table, but that end table brand new is $300, don't put it for four, like an asshole, but also don't put it for $100 just because you want people to buy it. It's like find the middle ground, have like a, have that self, like reflection, like a couple minutes where you're like, okay, well, I want to make a bit of cash, but maybe if it's $400 new, all right, let's go three, maybe go 250, no lower than that. Especially if you've already gotten what you, like the use you wanted out of it originally. And then now you're just selling it because you know, you want some extra cash 
maybe you're going on vacation or something or you're moving and don't want the extra hassle of carrying something that you don't really need. So you have so much stuff you don't use or, you know, even need and you spend lots of time on your phones anyway. So why not make a little bit of money with it? You know, it's simple, it's easy, it's cheap and um, the apps are both free. So why not try it out? If you got old chair or an old desk or an old table or something that's just been collecting dust for a while and you think it could be of use to somebody else, maybe give it a shot, try it out, see what they could do and see if you can get a little bit of money for it. Don't spend too much crazy time stressing about it and don't get too hurt or don't take it personal if somebody doesn't get back to you. It's annoying, it's mildly frustrating, but it's how it goes. So good luck guys, make some money and feel free to subscribe to the channel for more videos like this where I share a bit of kind of my experiences with stuff and kind of give uh, some healthy suggestions on what I would do if I were you or better yet, what I've done that's worked. So let's, uh, let's see what happens next. Do it.